Hello and welcome to the new year. I'm so sorry for releasing this episode late. I know it's very disappointing. I promise not to do this again. December was crazy. I went back to my village and I had so much fun. This podcast was the last thing on my mind. This should not be. I'm sorry. I will keep saying I'm sorry until you guys forgive me. December allowed me to unwind and just reconnect to myself and my surroundings because school can be so fast-paced. Sometimes it feels like my body is on autopilot. I came back to Lagos and I had to start getting ready to return to school. But like I said, no more excuses. From now on, I will stick to my promise of releasing episodes bi-weekly. May 2023 be filled with plenty enjoyment and blessings for all of you. I'm really excited about 2023 because for the first time since 2020, I created a new year resolution and I also have a little vision one thing going on. I know, very exciting. I think one reason why I didn't create new year resolutions in the previous years was because the pandemic affected my mindset on how volatile life is. So I was just vibing since anything can destroy plans at the last minute. I know this was the opposite of a lot for a lot of people because I know people who decided to, you know, enjoy their life every single second of it because the pandemic showed them that anything can happen so you shouldn't wait to the last minute to have fun but for me it taught me to just start vibing which was very silly but i said this 2023 i'm going to enjoy every single moment of it even when it can be difficult but you guys don't want to hear about my new year plans my new year goals my new year resolutions i'm just here to talk about something that annoys me a lot and something that is very hurtful which is sexism. I will be recounting my first sexist experience while giving my takes on many issues in between. I'm sorry, but you know I love a good ramble, so I'm going to ramble a lot while I talk. I just want to say that this episode might be a bit triggering for a lot of people, so please take care of your mental health and well-being as you listen. If you can't listen, that's okay. Your mental health and well-being comes first. I hope you're finding healing and I hope you're taking care of yourself. I decided to talk about, oh, I've decided to talk about my first sexist experience because if I talk about all of the ones I've had since I can remember, we will not live here today. For those of you who don't know what sexism is, and please don't be ashamed, I've noticed that in today's world, people just use words and assume everyone knows what it means. We don't do this here. We're going to explain the definitions. We're going to explain concepts if necessary. So according to Oxford Dictionary, I had to consult a dictionary to give the proper definition, you know. Sexism is a prejudice, stereotyping, or discrimination, typically against women on the basis of sex. To give an example, sexism is when a teacher appoints a boy as a class captain just because he's a boy. This is an oversimplified example. In fact, it's oversimplified in an annoying way. I understand. Sexism shows itself in various ways. In fact, sexism has been categorized into six different types. There is hostile, there is benevolent, there is ambivalent, there is institutional, there is interpersonal and internalized. Don't worry, this is a lot I know, but I will be explaining what each type means with the examples. 
I would try to use an African context for my examples to make it easier to understand. But I just want to say that I acknowledge that Africa isn't a monolith. In fact, it annoys me when people assume it is. The way sexism displays itself in Senegal might not be the same as in Zimbabwe. However, I believe it's safe to assume that certain traits run across many African cultures. Let's jump right into it because there is no time to waste. The first type of sexism I'll be talking about today is hostile. What is hostile sexism and how is it displayed in many African societies? According to Nature Reviews Psychology, hostile sexism disparages women who challenge traditional gender roles and ideologies. It communicates a view of gender relationships as competitive, with women wanting to dominate men and threatening men's higher status in society. I know, very absurd, but there are real people who think like this. Misogyny is an example of hostile sexism, and, or misogyny is a type of hostile sexism. An example of hostile sexism in our society is how women in political positions are treated. According to Global Citizen, 80% of women parliamentarians in African countries have suffered psychological violence. I'm aware that this behavior is not exclusive to African countries. In fact, we've seen how a lot of political leaders who are women have been treated by the media, but it's still a very disappointing figure. 80%, 80%, that is a lot. And that is disappointing. We need to do better. I remember a man telling me that he can never let a woman be his boss. This was my classmate in secondary school. Ah, that day I was so hot. I even went to my dad. I was like, see what this person said. He'll become an adult tomorrow. You know, in the real world, I have to deal with men like this. And my dad was like, there's so many men like that, which is very disappointing. But I should have told him that a woman won't be his boss. A woman will be his boss's boss because he's very silly. My dad's response was very cheesy, but it made me feel better. So I'm happy. Another way hostile sexism can portray itself in our society is how we treat survivors of sexual assault. Using phrases like she asked for it, why was she there at that time, why was she wearing that, and hey, didn't she know that he was that kind of boy? Those are very, very silly and wrong. We should not do that. We should listen to survivors of sexual abuse. We should listen to their stories and ask them how we can help them, how we can be a support system for them. Now, benevolent sexism is one I just learned about, so it's been intriguing to me. Benevolent sexism has a more positive tone. In fact, some people do not notice it. I did not notice benevolent sexism until I read about it. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. I've experienced this before and I thought it was cute. But thank God, thank God for knowledge. Thank God for books because we are learning every day. Benevolent sexism only flatters women who take on traditional roles and portrays them as fragile and unable to care for themselves. It's assuming a woman should be more compassionate and nurturing and everyone should be respectful and and friendly because that's what human decency is. You should not expect a woman to be nicer to you just because she's a woman. Although benevolent sexism seems harmless to some because some people will be like, "Uh if they are, if they are, um, flattering you because you decided to stay at home was the harm it's also it's very dangerous or i believe it's dangerous because it's one of the reasons some men go into relationships expecting their partners to nurture them like their moms these type of expectations can be toxic and like i said before dangerous i remembered one type of 
benevolent. I remember an, I remember an example. I just remembered an example. It was last year when I was scrolling on Twitter. This man made a whole thread. <laughs> when I say a whole thread, you know those Twitter threads that it is out as one, and then you're scrolling down 14, you're scrolling down 23. Like, hey, what's this person saying? This man made a whole thread connecting the supposed misbehavior of children in our generation to women who are getting their PhDs. He made a statement like women should be at home raising their kids. And my question, like, I asked him, I wasn't even ashamed. I said, good day, sir. What of the other person who made the child? Shouldn't they also, you know, partake in raising this supposed child? Uh, he just responded by saying that I wasn't trained properly at home, but who cares? I'm sure he wasn't able to give a proper response. That's why he gave such a stupid one. Next up is ambivalent sexism. Ambivalent sexism is a mixture of hostile sexism and benevolent sexism. So it has the spiciness of hostile sexism, but it's also calm like benevolence. Don't mind me, I'm being very sarcastic here, please. It's the kind that believes all women are pure and fragile, but also deceitful. For example, labeling women as good or bad based on how they are dressed. This is hostile because labeling someone as bad, we all know this. When they tell you someone is bad, it affects how you interact with them. And it's also benevolent because it's enforcing the notion that a woman should be pure. Hmm. Take a moment, think about this. Institutional sexism is embedded in organizations and institutions in societies. This one, this particular one, pisses me off because it's you against the system. Do you know how difficult that is? Hmm. If I start highlighting institutional sexism in the constitutions of various African countries, we will not live here today. Institutional sexism is in the educational system, healthcare system, legal system, financial institutions. An example is how healthcare services treat unmarried pregnant women, or how in the Nigerian constitution, marital rape does not exist because once you are married to someone, you do not need to ask for consent to have sex with them. That is just absurd. So if a woman should go to the police station in Nigeria and be like, yeah, my husband had unconsensual sexual relations with me, they'll be like, sorry, we can't do anything. There is, we can't arrest him because there is nothing in the constitution that addresses this. Crazy, I know. Now, interpersonal sexism manifests itself in interactions with others. It's sexual harassment, ignoring women when they make suggestions. This one goes out to all the boys who will not let girls speak in classes, or all the men who will not let women speak in meetings. It's telling sexist jokes. For example, making jokes like, I'm sure she's a runs girl when seeing a woman getting recognition. It might seem funny to you, but it's not funny. A runs girl, girl is a Nigerian slang used to refer to women who have had sex with different men for money and other benefits. Do not reduce a woman's worth to like saying things like she's a runs girl or you don't want to just admit, okay, she worked hard. That is why she's getting this recognition. It's not nice. Last but not least is internalized sexism. This one makes me sad, I won't lie, because we all know what internalized is. This is sexist behavior enacted by women towards women. This is portraying, this is particularly, <laughs> why did I say portraying? This is particularly prevalent in secondary schools. Oh, the stories I have to tell, the stories I have to tell. It's the female teacher slut shaming a girl because she wore a certain outfit or making remarks about a woman's body. The whole I'm not like other girls movement is internalized sexism. Free yourself, sister. You're like other girls. You're, 
in fact you are very similar to other girls because i'm sure the other girls who think they're not like other girls are just like you it's internalized sexism go and read books talk to people have conversations so that you learn now like i said earlier there are many books and articles that go in depth into sexism and gender inequality in african societies and one promise i made to myself this year is to read as many books that cover this topic as i can because you cannot have profitable conversations if you are ignorant i don't think i ever labeled some things as sexism until i read dear ijibili by chichimamanda ngozi adichie a recommended read and every day I thank God for putting dear Ijewele in the part of my mother's handbag where it could catch my eye. I knew certain beliefs and behaviors were wrong because my parents weren't one of those people who worship their male children by showing preference. In my house, everybody did everything. It wasn't the kind of place where my brother wouldn't go to the kitchen and make meals just because he's a boy. I've been to houses where the boys won't, are not able to clean up after themselves or they can't even carry out any responsibilities. And I think it's very ironic because when boys are raised like this, they practically become useless men unless they decide to change in the future. So if you worship your son so much, why would you raise him to be useless? Anyways, I have two sisters and a brother and I believe my house was fair and I never felt like or I believe my house is fair and I never felt like I couldn't achieve anything because I'm a woman. Secondary school was a rude, very rude awakening. I'd been in boarding school since I was 10, so I have I have so many stories to tell. And if you want one or more episodes on my boarding school escapades or my boarding school experience, I'll happily do that. I think the experience I remember vividly was when the girls were asked to arrange the dining hall after the boys had scattered it like animals. Yes, I'm going to be blunt here. They had scattered it like animals. And funny thing is, the girls weren't even in the dining hall. So why were we called? The girls hostel was like four minutes away from the dining hall, but the boys hostel was... It is like a 30 second walk. It was so close. So the whole excuse of you guys are the closest would not even have worked. When I asked the housemistress, oh, why, why were we called to clean the dining hall? Do you know what this woman said? She said, it's because you guys need to start preparing for your husband's houses. Yes, if your husband should mess up, it's your duty to clean. I was so shocked. This is why me, that I'm in school, should be cleaning after boys that I have no connection with. Connection with. So... I decided to clean the dining hall because this was not the era where I would challenge and be like, no, that is wrong. Every other girl was picking up papers. They were picking up papers already, so I just decided to join them. Ah, another one I remembered. It, I, oh, I remember. It was during morning devotion and the boys and girls hostel were having collective meetings because they had caught some people having relations, some people in relationships. I know, you're like, hey, what's the big deal about being in a relationship? Is that why you guys are having a meeting? Let's just say that in Nigerian schools, it wasn't allowed, or people were not allowed to be in relationships when they were in secondary school. During the meeting, the housemistress kept talking about how men would throw you away, how a girl should close her legs until she gets to her husband's house. I don't know what the boys spoke about, but I'm certain it wasn't in this tune. Because when we got to the dining hall, they did not look bewildered like the girls. Also, many boys didn't get why their girlfriends were ending their the relationships. So the, I knew no con- conversation was had between them. If a boy verbally abused you and you tell a teacher and the teacher would be like, oh, he likes you. That's how boys do. He likes you. Don't, just don't mind him. Don't listen to him. 
And this was very wrong. These kind of teachers are the people who make girls think that verbal, verbal abuse is one way men show their love towards you. And that is very wrong. Then there's the part where girls weren't allowed to wear certain outfits because it was seductive. A friend even told me about a school they went to where girls weren't allowed to do this type of hairstyle because it would distract the men. How old are girls in secondary school? 10 to 17. If you're a grown man and you're attracted to a 10-year-old, then you have a real problem. You shouldn't even be in society. Like, you, sh- you should not be moving around with children. Secondary school should be a place where we have discussions about certain issues. Instead, it encourages them. But I have hope because I've heard of schools who fire staff that are outwardly sexist to students. It's a small step because, as I mentioned, sexism can be a microaggression, but it's still a step towards progress. I remember always fighting for the approval of the boys in my class. Oh God, this is so embarrassing. Not in a sexual way, though. I just wanted them to like me, and I didn't put as much effort in ensuring the girls liked me. I thank God, God, thank you that he has freed me from being a pick-me. I also thank God for books and people because they're how I keep learning and improving and growing. I just want to say that I hope the women after us don't have to experience some of the stupid, stupid things we've experienced in the name of being a woman. I hope there will be more open-minded people this year who are willing to have conversations about these things and learn. Also, I hope the women who have been affected by some of these sexist examples of sexist instances are getting the help they need because it's a lot to process. I hope they're getting the help they need. We've come to the end of this beautiful episode and as I always say, I hope you've done something beautiful for an African woman today. If you're not an African woman and you're listening to this, if you're an African woman, I hope you've done something that makes you happy. Thank you for listening and please don't forget to subscribe and share. I will see you soon. Bye.